Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson. Today, I share a little bit about unity and how we've been um, discussing it with um, our staff at The Refuge. So if you're listening, we hope this uh, conversation or actually me sharing my thoughts on unity is helpful. And thanks for listening. One thing our team at Refuge has been talking about a lot in this season is unity. The reason we've been talking about unity a lot is because we've been in a season of change and we've been in a season of the team getting bigger. And those two things can be a recipe for conflict because we've got new people coming on, which have a certain way of doing things, a way that they've learned and practiced and been trained. And honestly, oftentimes aren't trying to cause an issue, but because they're new, because they're, they've maybe been trained in a different environment, they've learned a different way can bring some natural conflict. And then you've got the folks that have been around for a long time that, that have experience that are in the system that are on staff already and, and can get a bit maybe rigid where it's like, you know, there's only one way to do things. This is the way, this is the only way. And it can cause problems. And then when you, when you add change to the mix, it really creates, um, it, it can create tension because, we are adding new things and sometimes new can feel like a threat to what is. And so we've been talking a lot about unity because unity is a crucial aspect to any team. Um, show me any team. And if they're unified, they can probably do way more than what they even envision. And if they're not unified, they're going to be able to do very little. So unity is incredibly important. And something that, you know, when we think about scripture, the Bible talks about a lot. Um, Jesus um, brought his early disciples together and was consistently talking to them about unity. Paul, um, when he writes letters to the early church, often talks about unity. This is something that is a thread throughout scripture that when we see um, people in, that are in healthy relationships, um, it, it tends to bring about a sense of community. And when people are, um, you know, not healthy or struggling to be healthy, oftentimes they find themselves isolated. So there's a sense of health often brings people together and the opposite of health um, brings people apart. And so there's just a reality that being unified is tough. And um, if you found if you find yourself on a unified team, um, chances are whoever's in charge or the leadership in charge, like they've, they've been really fighting for that. They've been um, intentional living out and practicing disciplines that lead to that because unity does not happen without effort and without um, intention. And so my hope for you and your team, uh, my hope for us at The Refuge is to be unified because none of us are unique, like division and discord are around every corner and we have to fight to remain all one. I know um, a guy who coaches me, his name's Andrew, and oftentimes what he'll say is that the aim is to go from alone to all one, and that there's only one L of a difference between the two, but they're incredibly drastic. So as corny as that might sound, like think about it, the goal is to go from alone to all one, and there's only one L of a difference, but being all one 
heading in the same direction. If you've ever been on a team that you're heading in the same direction, you have the same mission, the same passion, the same desire. It, it's just a powerful experience. And it's one that we experience a lot at the refuge around recovery. Like there's a common thread of folks struggling with behaviors and with thoughts and with histories that they don't like. And they're trying to carve out a different but and better way. And we do it through finding our purpose in Jesus and coming together as community. And it's this beautiful thing when everyone's headed in the same direction. But oftentimes what happens is in our pain, in our suffering, in our sorrow, we find ourselves alone. And isolation and loneliness and being alone are never good. We have to fight to remain all one. Because at the end of the day, if we become divided, it's often it's often our fault. And, and, and in life, there's a lot we can't control. But what we can control is our response to what's in front of us. And, and I, I often want to ask myself, and I would encourage you to ask yourselves, is are the behaviors you're displaying right now, are they bringing people together? Are they bringing unity in your life or are they bringing discord and division? And so we, we play a role. That's kind of the point I'm making is we play a role in whatever team we're on. We are either exuding behaviors that are bringing people apart or we're exuding behaviors that are bringing people together. And oftentimes what I see in teams is the meeting after the meeting, the conversations that happen about people um, when they're not there and it, and it creates an us versus them mentality. It creates a, a mentality where we feel like we're right and the other's wrong. Instead of talking to the person that we need to talk to, we often talk to someone who may not even be involved in the situation because it feels more comfortable to complain about an issue than to go to the person. All these kinds of behaviors, we might call them gossip, we might call them backbiting, whatever we want to call them. Um, we often don't go to the people that we need to go to and instead talk about the people that we should go to um, with people that aren't them and that are, you know, are not there in the situation. And that is another thing that creates discord. So what I want to do real quick is I just want to share, this is something that I talked about with my staff recently, but there's three behaviors I think uh, primary behaviors. And I'm sure when you're listening to this, you're going to think of more and that's fine. But, you know, just to try to limit it, to make it a little bit more succinct, three behaviors that cause division and three behaviors that promote unity. Um, I want to start with the, the three behaviors that cause division. The first of which is a contrarian behavior. Um, in other words, a contrarian person is a person who takes a contrary position or attitude. Now, the difference between somebody who disagrees and somebody who's contrarian is a contrarian person tends to disagree all the time, right? It's a person who perpetually is going to die on every hill. All of us know somebody like that. Maybe you're somebody like that. But the reality is, is some of us were so distrustful and maybe we have a really large ego to where when an idea is presented before us, we push back, we push against, we want to go the other way. We want to find every hole in it. We want to, we want to be right. We want to not agree. And so a contrarian person is constantly dying on every hill and they want to push back against every new idea and everybody else is wrong and they are always right. Right. And the reality is, is, is it is important to lead with conviction. It is important to stand for something like no one is asking you or I to be mindless robots who just are blindly going to follow. But the problem with contrarian people is that they want to die on every hill and contrarian team members destroy teams. 
because they're constantly pushing back just to push back. They're always right. They're always suspicious of others. And this is a behavior that is not helpful and not good. And so a question that we need to ask ourselves is, am I contrarian, right? It's okay to stand up for what I believe in, but am I always pushing back just to push back? Do I have kind of a rebellious demeanor? Am I, am I always pushing against the team? Am I this lone wolf? Am I just, am I always thinking that I'm right and there's no other way? Am I always thinking that my way is the right way and everyone else is the wrong way? If I find myself in that place, I may be the problem because I may be contrarian. So anyways, three behaviors that lead to division. The first is contrarian. The second divisive behavior, the second behavior that brings teams apart rather than brings them together is rigidity, being rigid, the quality or state of being rigid. See, rigid people, the reason why they, they bring teams apart instead of bringing them together is rigid people only see one way to do things and live, right? They have found the way, they have read the book, they've been raised the right way, they, they know the way, and their way is the only way. Their way is the only right way. See, rigid people see all change as a problem and push back because anything new feels like a threat, right? Instead of being open, Rigid people are closed-minded and, and find joy in just being right. Instead of, you know, I believe in my worldview that the goal, the goal is connection, not being right. And oftentimes where people struggle is they think the end-all be-all is being right. Well, if you're right and everyone thinks you're a jerk, like you lost in the end because the goal is connection. The goal is to be all one. The goal is to be a healthy team. If you're right and nobody's around you, if you're right and no one's following you, if you're right and you're not influencing anybody for the, for good, then you've lost. The goal in life, it, we are relational beings. We're made by a relational God and therefore the way forward is to be relationally healthy rigid people often push people away because they're so focused on being bright that people don't want to be around them. And so ask yourself, am I a rigid person, right? Rigid people tend to surround themselves with people that believe exactly as they do, right? In academia, that's there's this theory called groupthink, where it's like, you state an idea, somebody else says a similar idea that they agree with, you all start to agree with each other. And what people do is we tend to surround ourselves with people who are just like us, who think just like us, who look just like us, who act just like us. And that's not always a good thing because it's easy to have blind spots when you live your, you live your life that way. Because right, if, if, if everyone around you is like you, talks like you, thinks like you, then guess what? You can't see maybe where you are minimizing something or exaggerating something, or maybe you're wrong, but because you've surrounded yourself with like people and nothing, nobody around you is challenging you, right? You're only seeing one way around a problem or around a worldview, around a belief. And so rigidity is very limiting and it, it ultimately um, creates a, a, a very distinct us versus them mentality that breaks community down and that can be very, very um, unhelpful. Um, on teams, but also in communities. And it's ultimately what leads to things like racism and just backbiting and infighting and oh my goodness, it's not helpful. 
So rigid team members destroy unity because they're immovable, they're entrenched, they aren't going to move, they're going to push back because their way is always right. Again, this is not good. And so we've got to ask ourselves, am, am I too rigid? Like, am I dying on every hill? Am I arguing all the time? Am I so focused on being right that that's what ultimately matters? Because if that's true, we probably need to look inward and we probably need to do some work and maybe we're the problem. The third behavior that leads to division instead of unity is judgmentalism, being judgmental. Judgmental means it's, it's characterized by a tendency to judge harshly, a tendency to judge harshly. Judgmental people are critical first, like their first instinct, if you will, is to be judgmental, is to be harsh in criticism. Judgmental folks are critical first and love to point out the holes in any new idea, in any new change, um, even in people, right? They'd rather criticize others than affirm others. Have you ever been around somebody like this? I mean, I know I have. I know I've been this person. I mean, I, I think back on behaviors where I just thought I was always right. I was rigid. I was contrarian. I was judgmental. A lot of it was placed from a place of insecurity, but it, I masked it in ego and in pride. And I can still struggle with that. And I need others in my life to push against me to share new ideas. And so if you find yourself being critical first, pointing out holes in everything first, looking for what's wrong rather than what's right, you might need to look and ask yourself, man, am I the problem here? Am I being too judgmental? Because judgmental people find more joy in tearing down than building up. Not good not helpful. If the goal again is connection, tearing people down is not the way to connection. Tearing people down is not the way that leads to flourishing in life. That's not the way of Christ. Tearing down is not the way. We are called to build each other up, to bear one another's burdens, to, to point each other to what's good. So if somebody is exuding a behavior that you believe is wrong or problematic, there's a way to approach that person that isn't overly critical, isn't overly harsh, ultimately is aimed at their good and their joy and their hope. And judgmental people are more concerned about being right and more concerned about being critical and harsh than they are about sharing something hard that might lead to someone's good. Okay, so judgmental people find joy in tearing down rather than building up. And unfortunately, judgmental behaviors are often overlooked in religious circles, in churches, in small groups, uh, maybe you've been the byproduct of that. Maybe you've experienced judgmentalism when you've gone into a church. Maybe you've been the one that's judgmental. But judgmental behaviors are often overlooked in religious circles because folks often disguise their judgment in religious language, right? Oh, we care about Jesus, right? I care about Jesus more than they do. Oh, well, the Bible says this. So, And they use religion as a means to be overly harsh and overly critical. And listen, a judgmental demeanor is often rooted in pride and insecurity and in ignorance. All of these, all of these things aren't good. So there's, there's more that we could think of, but I just want to point out the fact that I want us to do a self inventory here. I don't, you know, if, if only, if you're only thinking about someone else and not yourself here, like that's pro, that's a problem. And so how am I being contrarian? How am I being rigid? How am I being judgmental? And in what ways can I improve? Because, because whether you're at the refuge or you're on another team, 
These behaviors lead to the breakdown of groups, breakdown of teams, breakdown of organizations. They don't lead to all one. They lead to alone. Not good. So real, so we've, we've gone through some divisive behaviors, three divisive behaviors. Now I want to unpack quickly three unifying behaviors. And so if contrarian is a divisive behavior, the first unifying behavior I want to bring up is being open-minded. Being open is a willingness to consider new ideas. In other words, to be unprejudiced, to be open. To be open-minded people are willing to hear new ideas because they value others and they know that their own thoughts are not the only ones that exist and possibly not the only ones that are correct. When we're open, we see value in others, right? We recognize that everyone is made in the image of God and that there's something we can learn from everyone. We don't have the only answer. Our way is not the only way. We can live and stand on our conviction, but we can also learn from other people. And so open-minded people bring people together. They're, they're naturally inviting because they're willing to listen and, actually, and at least hear the other. They're not automatically pushing against. They're not automatically contrarian because they see the values in other people's ideas. Open-minded folks can listen to understand while suspending judgment. They can listen and not and not judge right away. Ju see, judgmental people, right? We hear something and we immediately start judging it. We immediately start ripping it apart. Open people can listen, listen without just immediately judging. Open-minded people understand it's more important to connect with others than it is to be right. Okay, so the first unifying behavior is to be more open. Ask yourself now, like, how, what could I do today? What could I do this week to be more open and less contrarian? Because if the goal is to connect with others, if the goal is to influence others, if the goal is to be all one, I need to be more open and I need to be less contrarian. Second unifying behavior is curiosity. Curiosity is an eagerness to know or learn something. Curious people enjoy learning about people and enjoy learning about the world. Curious people are less judgmental and they're more, they're, they're more, they're, they're seeking out answers. They're recognizing, man, there's goodness in other people. There's ideas out there I don't even know about. There's things that I know I don't know. They're, a, they're curious people are learners, right? They're learners because they, they recognize there's a lot out there that I don't know. There's a lot out there that I can, that there's a lot of people out there that I can learn from. So instead of being judgmental and rigid, curious people, recognize that there's multiple ways to arrive at a destination and curious people desire new ways of doing things. It's very good. Curious people often ask more questions than, than make statements, right? So when you're, when you're in a group of people and you notice that somebody's asking questions and they're really listening, right? Like question asking and listening are two marks of a curious person. If you're in a group setting and you got somebody who's dominating the meeting by sharing their opinion, 
by uh, down, downgrading other people or degrading other people because uh, they're pushing back because they disagree with them. Like that's judgmental and contrarian behavior. And so if you want to, if you want to arrive at the right solution, right, it's best to hear from everybody or as many people as you can on your, on your team. Because I believe that none of us is smarter than all of us. And so if you're on a team, you want to hear, you want to hear as many ideas as you can and ultimately make the best decision out of all of them. Because the goal is to arrive at the right decision, not to be right. Because if all you focus on is being right, you're going to push people away. If you focus on arriving at the right decision, you're going to hear from all different kinds of people, and that's going to lead to the right decision. So be curious. Be curious. The third behavior. So we've, we've talked about, right? We've talked about being open. We've talked about being curious. The third behavior that leads to unity rather than division is compassion. Compassion. Compassion means a feeling or showing sympathy and concern for others, being concerned about others, listening to others, recognizing that, that others have something to give and offer, right? Compassionate people listen and love those around them, even, listen to this, even those they disagree with. Compassionate people understand that behind every idea someone has, there's a story. There's something that informs that person's outlook. So instead of immediately criticizing someone's idea, they recognize, man, there's pain behind that idea or there's experience behind that idea. There's a reason why that person has that outlook on life. Maybe I don't like it. Maybe at first listen or first glance, it, it's not what I would respond with or what I would go with, but that person's communicating from their story. And I need to at least give them the time of day and pay attention because maybe there's something that they have to offer that I've never gone through. Maybe they've gone through an experience that I've never gone through. And because of that, I can learn something. And so compassionate people understand behind every idea is a story. Compassionate people see others as children of God who deserve respect, not outsiders who deserve to be judged. I mean, think about that. I mean, as someone who believes in, in, in the Christian worldview, like it going all the way back to Genesis, God talks about how he made human beings in his image, meaning that the image of God is within every person. That means every person has value. And what that means is when oftentimes we look at people that are different than us and we, we immediately judge or they're not a part of my tribe. They're not a part of my belief system. They're not a part of my group. They're not a part of my political system. They're not a part of the, my church. And we get so judgmental and rigid to the point where we don't even hear the other. We don't even value the other. We don't respect the other. All of these things I believe are contrary to the way in which Jesus, uh, lived his life and ultimately gave us an example because compassionate people see others as children of God who deserve respect, not outsiders who deserve judgment. So in summary, we focus on three divisive behaviors, three behaviors that bring teams apart. And those are being overly contrarian, being overly rigid, being overly judgmental. So ask yourself, am I exuding any of these behaviors and where can I grow? 
What do I struggle with the most and how can I grow? And then three unifying behaviors being being more open, being more curious, and being more compassionate. What is your invitation, friend, today? Where do you feel like you can grow? Where are you? Right? Do your behaviors tend to gravitate towards divisive or towards unifying? Because if you love those you disagree with, you will tell your concerns to their face with an open, curious, and compassionate disposition. If you can't do that, if you can't tell the person to their face how you feel and what you think, then oftentimes what we need to do is we need to keep our thoughts to ourselves and move forward. Because I believe this life is too short and our mission is too critical to be complaining and bickering about minor things, right? There, There's... There's a mission as, as Christians, like there's a mission that God's called us to, to bring about peace, to bring about hope, right? To, to, to share the love of God with the world around us. Um, and so if we, if we're constantly complaining and constantly judging and constantly being critical and harsh, the question that we may, may need to ask ourselves is, is, are we the problem? Am I the problem? And, and maybe that's something that I need to chew on. And so in closing, um, Paul writes to the, to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 13, 11. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back soon with a new conversation. We'll see you then.